The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am so excited to be here with you all today. And uh, I am uh, don't have any guests today. The stores are just super busy, and it's not hard to tell why. It is an absolutely gorgeous day out there. It's so nice, and it's a, it's a great day to get out and start doing some some yard work. I actually did a little bit of yard work last night. I got the front lawn mowed and uh, my kids and my wife helped me with some uh, cleaning up some leaves, some last minute stuff. And uh, and it was really nice. It was beautiful yesterday too. So it's just like the perfect temperature to do some work. And uh, we'll get into some of that stuff. Some of the things you might want to do today or this weekend being so nice. And uh, if you have any questions, I'd love to talk to you. Again, I am going solo today. So uh, we have plenty of time for phone calls. If you've got something that you're wanting to do or you're not sure about or seeing something out in the lawn or garden, give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. want to get into a few things that are kind of happening. It is, uh, it, it's, it's feeling more and more like spring, especially on a day like today. Uh, and we've got tons of stuff planned over the next uh, month uh, and a half. Uh, and, and beyond. So I want to get into a few of those things. First thing first, uh, we do, I will be doing a, a lawn class today at one o'clock. Uh, Corey and Matt Maston, who's been on the show a number of times, he was on just the other week, actually, uh, will be doing a lawn care class on Facebook live. So if you're interested in just seeing some lawn care stuff, we're going to go over a handful of things and uh, we're going to cover fertilizing and mowing and weeds and all sorts of stuff. So definitely check that out. You can ask questions live. We'll answer them as we go. And uh, we'll be able to show you some demonstrations of some things. So go ahead and check that out at Facebook Live. Just find Zamzo's Lawn Garden Pet on Facebook. And you can just scroll down a little bit. You'll find the event there and you can get a reminder for one o'clock or you can just show up, have Facebook open, and it'll probably tell you when we're starting. So do that. I'd love to uh, hear from people there, and it's it's just going to be a lot of fun. We always have a good time with the Facebook Live classes, so that'll be happening at 1. So I am bolting out of the studio here right away uh, once the show's over to make it back to my place to uh, 
do that class. So I guess also if you want to see my house, it's nothing really spectacular. <laughs> I see Tara. <laughs> Tara's given me. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing that spectacular. But uh, you know, you'll you'll get to see my house. But uh, don't don't stalk me. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm gonna get that phone number out real quick here. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us give us a call at two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. So the other thing that happened this week, which is really exciting, is uh, we've got some. Trees and shrubs and fruit trees came in this week. I was able to see a few of them. Uh, I'm planning on going to see some more on Monday with Chris and Corey. We got uh, some shooting we're going to do so for some videos later in the month, and uh, we'll have that out later next week. But if you're interested, today would be a fantastic day to do some planting. So if you're wanting to do some landscaping stuff. Uh, if you've been interested in fruit trees, it's not something you've done before or you want to add something to your orchard. Uh, they do have some fruit trees in. I, I've heard that the stock wasn't quite as uh, full as we were hoping. Uh, apparently there was some winter damage to a lot of the trees over in Oregon. So we, we didn't get quite as much as we had hoped, but it looks like we got a, a good selection of things. So if you're interested in those sorts of things, definitely check that out. All stores should have a selection of some of those things. Uh, Chinon will always be the largest selection of those uh, because they've got the big greenhouse there. So they'll have way more stuff. But if you're near one of the other stores, you can absolutely check them out and they will have lots of stuff. I saw some really nice uh, uh, raspberries and blackberries and some blueberries came in uh, along with those fruit trees and just some other shrubs. I think I saw some nice um, butterfly bushes that just came in. They don't look like much right now, but they will uh, they are they are hardy shrub and one of my favorites actually. They just smell so nice. It smells similar like to a lilac. So if you really enjoy a lilac and you want to kind of extend that uh, uh, that look and that uh, aroma that you get from a lilac, a butterfly bush is a fantastic uh, plant to put somewhere because they bloom later in the year and uh, they actually bloom for a longer time than the lilacs do. So they're very very nice, very hardy shrubs. And uh, really spectacular, especially if you wanted like a nice hedge, be a great plant to do instead of like an arborvita. And everybody knows I'm not a big fan of arborvitas. So if you want something that would do something similar, at least through the summer, it does lose its leaves, but it will give you that privacy during the summer. And it just a, a, they just smell tremendous. So check those out. They, they looked they looked really nice. I think they're going to be fantastic shrubs for you. So uh, let's see. And speaking about berries, I mentioned uh, that we did get some berries in. We are doing uh, our first annual. We're calling it Berry Week at Zamzos, and that is coming up in a couple weeks here. And you should definitely check that out because we're going to be we've got tons of strawberries. We've got blackberries, raspberries. Uh, what else was it? Uh, I, I just mentioned it. Blueberries. That was the other one that we got tons of that stuff coming in and we're just going to blow it out. We're going to get it really excited about it. We got some fun, uh, events planned. Uh, we've got some, uh, care sheets that I, I spent some time putting together along with, uh, Callie and Chris and Gary over at the Middleton store. We put it together, some really nice care sheets and, uh, the thing that we did a little bit differently with those is we put a recipe on the back of them too. So I'm really excited about mine. I actually uh, tried my recipe out. It was like the first time I'd ever made it, um, and I felt like you know if I'm going to make a recipe, I better I better try it out at least. So um, 
I'm really excited for people to try it because uh, it was tremendous. I loved it. <laughs> so I'm sure you will too. Uh, but mine was, I did the care sheet for blackberries. And so my recipe is based on a, a blackberry uh, wine reduction with venison or just another steak if you wanted. So if you can't tell, I'm excited to try it again. <laughs> uh, so let's see, Berry Week's coming up, and I think that's about it we got planned for this next few weeks here. I got a few videos we're shooting here in the next couple days, which will be exciting. I'm excited to put those out, and you'll see those on Facebook. We'll add them on YouTube as well. And we've got some more classes uh, kind of in the works coming, moving forward. Uh, but let's get into some of the stuff that you can do out in the lawn and garden because there is definitely some things you can do today. It's just a, an absolutely gorgeous day. And it just, it, it, I was sitting uh, outside getting ready for the show and just enjoying how nice it is outside. But I was cranking some tunes and I was thinking, man. Just turning on a nice radio and listen to some tunes while you mow the lawn. I guess you can't really hear the radio while you're mowing the lawn. But while you're doing some other stuff, you're doing some raking or some pruning or some cleaning up, listen to some nice music with some nice uh, some nice weather. Man, it just doesn't get any better than this. So spring is here. There's lots of stuff to do. We'll get into a lot of that, uh, a lot more of that. So if you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. Like I said earlier, we are, uh, I am going solo today, so I'm all by myself. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to hear from you. So give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, inviting you to our annual Lawn Care College this Saturday, March 13th at 1 p.m. on Facebook Live. If you're new to the Boise area, are planting or rebuilding a lawn, or just want a better looking lawn, Zamzo's Lawn Care College is for you. In about one hour, Corey McClymans and Nolan Guthrie will teach you all about turf grass, including reseeding your lawn, preventing weeds, crabgrass, and insects, proper mowing and watering, and of course, how and when to fertilize your lawn using Zamzo's biologically correct lawn food, one bag at a time, or as part of our five-step annual lawn program. Corey and Nolan put on a fun and informative class, and you'll be able to ask questions along the way. So this year, if you want a better looking lawn at an affordable price, why not hire yourself and care for your own lawn? It's easy, and we'll show you everything you need to know. So join us for Zamzo's annual lawn care college this Saturday, March 13th at 1 p.m. on Facebook Live. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Our news talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, I am flying solo today. So I would love to hear from you guys if you have any questions, you got anything going on out in the lawn or garden you're not too sure about, or you want to know if it's something you should start today, or it's about anything else you might have a question about i'd love to hear it uh give us give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-kboi i did mention i mentioned a handful of things that we got going on we got the lawn class today at one uh we have uh, fruit trees all sorts of stuff came in this week and uh, those got out to stores we got berry week coming up here in a few weeks uh the other thing i, I forgot to mention is i was talking to i actually got a chance to talk to jim zamzo yesterday and uh, we're planning on having Jim probably sometime in April uh, on the show. Uh, Jim uh, is always a, a great 
person to have on. I always enjoy having him on because he always gets to tell you some nice stories and helps you think about things a little bit differently. It's one of the things I enjoy about talking to Jim because he always he has a different kind of angle on certain things, and it's it's always really interesting. And they got he's been working on something that uh, I know he's excited to talk about, and uh, so we're planning on having Jim Z. Uh, on so at some time in April. So uh, keep on the listen for that. I'll have more information as we get a little bit closer. I don't want to reveal too much uh, because we want to, you know, save it for then. But lots of fun stuff happening. So uh, let's see. It looks like we got some phone calls coming in. Let's go to Alex in Caldwell. Alex, how's it going? How can we help you? Hey, what's up, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. You as well. Uh, Tony, I popped the radio on. I'm on my way to the hardware store, and I was going to ask them about this, but yeah. So, hey, you got any gardening questions? Blah blah blah. Zamzos. Like, all right, shit, that's a good title. All right, so this is what I got going on. Um, I'm going here for some other stuff, but we have a project in line. Um, I've got a lawn, but I want to. I'm. I love gardening. I've been in an apartment for years, and I finally got a house now. Oh, well, congrats. And then they don't have a garden area in the back. It's just a lawn. So yeah. I, I am going to cut out a portion of the lawn to make a garden. Yeah. And I know them roots go down deep from them grass. So then I know if I cut it out and I just put dirt in there, that the grass is going to pop back up and yeah. be a nightmare. So what? what's... What's the the proper way to do it? And is there any kind of shortcuts for it? I'm assuming you could just put some barrier on the bottom. Maybe I don't know. I'll let you go. What do you? What's yeah. the what's the the correct way to do it? And then is there a way to cheat? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I always look for the the ways to cheat. That's for sure. Anything we can do easier is better. Um, let me ask you this real quick, Alex. What um, are you planning on doing? Like raised like boxes. Or are you just going into the soil? Which What's your plan for that? I, I don't really have a plan, to tell you the truth. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I should do the raised way. I haven't thought about it. Um, well, I was planning on just shooting from the hip. I was just going to dig the lawn out and then yeah. put dirt in there and then spade it up real good and then sure. just plan on weeding it all the time. But yeah. I probably should. There's a smarter way to do it. Well, you know, you can do. You can absolutely do either way. I'll tell you. Uh, let me give you a couple of benefits and and things that uh, to one or the other, right? So if you do a box, what's really nice about like if you build something up and you put new soil in there, you're going to build it up, you know, three or four inches, and you could actually just t- dig that grass out, put your new soil in into the box, and then you don't have to worry about the grass getting into the box, right? Because you put uh, you know, three to four inches of soil on top of those roots, they're never going to get all the way up through that. So you actually kind of eliminate your grass issue there. If you're going to go directly into the soil, which is actually the way I prefer to do a garden, um, it doesn't mean that it's right. It just means it's my preferred way. You can do absolutely do either. Um, if you were going to go just into the soil, what I would do is get um, a weed killer, something that's going to kill everything, um, you know, you can always use the, the one that shall not be named, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I'll, I'll just say it roundup. You can use something like roundup. We've got a generic version of roundup or you, if you have some, you could absolutely do that. You'll kill the lawn in that area and it'll go down and kill the root. And then I would still dig it up because that root is going to create a real big mass, but that would eliminate the, the chances of it really coming back very strong. There are other ones that you can use. I really liked a product I used last year called Decimate, which is a um, uh, it's it works similarly to Roundup, but it's an organic based uh, weed killer. 
Um, and it's, it's just a little bit slower, but it worked fantastic. So if you're worried about something like that, you, you could definitely go that direction. Uh, the other benefit to doing a box is it's a lot easier to like, you know, if you're mowing, you can mow around it a lot easier. You can edge it, you know, get the grass next to the box cut down, but either one of those is fine. So I, it's just kind of up to how much you want to do. I think if you're going to just dig it out, you're going to save some money and not having to buy any kind of lumber or any kind of, you know, anything to build it up, uh, you're still going to add some soil. I would act, I would recommend you know, once you get that grass up, you're going to have to add some some topsoil and a mixture of topsoil and compost would be best. And that'll yeah. get you a really nice, good base of soil to start planting in. And you can absolutely do that uh, really quickly. So that would be my my suggestion. That's how I would do it is I would probably spray the area, you know, just section it off, uh, mark it off, spray it, probably wait about seven to 10 days, spray it again, just to make sure that grass is good and dead and then dig it up, get your soil in there and you'll be ready to plant by the time we get to last frost or before. So. Yeah. That's another question. When's the last frost this year? What's the safe zone for planting stuff outside or having anything outside? So average last frost is around May 10th. So it kind of, you know, it's an average, so it kind of fluctuates around then. But uh, we typically, I typically use May 10th. Other people go a little bit earlier. Um, some people go a little bit later. It's it's completely, you know, it's like I said, it's average. But average, May, May 10th is usually what I use, or Mother's Day weekend. You can plant things before that, uh, but May 10th is when you're going to look to put in, like, your tomatoes and your peppers. Um, okay, so wait a while. So, okay. Getting too excited with all this sunshine <laughs> and blue skies. I'm like, I'm ready to plant tomatoes. Yeah, no, yeah. Ac- <laughs> yeah. Now, today really gets everybody jazzed up. But you've got, you know, it's a great day to do that other work um, because it is cooler. And, you know, it's not going to be like you're you're doing out going out there when it's 90 degrees and then you're sweating like crazy. And, and so today is a, a fantastic day to start a project like that. All right. I can cut the garden. No, that, that's allowed. All right. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one last question. I got a Zamzo's question. I love you guys, by the way. Zamzo's is awesome. Appreciate they it. They used to, it's been a while since I've been in there. You guys used to do, or I think you did, uh, you could bring your soil in and they'll test it and see like if it's too acidic and stuff like that. Do you guys still do that or was that even you? Yeah, so we we will do um we can we can look at your soil. Now, we don't really have like a testing facility. We do have test kits that you can purchase. They're kind of DIY. When I was in the stores, I would actually, you know, the customer would buy them and then I would just do it for them. Um so it's 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 a little bit of a paid thing, but if for certain things we can look at like lawn, look at samples of things and tell you what's wrong. When it comes to testing a soil, um, you know, typically, let's say you were in Caldwell. I'm going to guess, you know, typically out in Caldwell, you're usually on the higher end of the acidity. So you're probably around like 7.5. Unless you're closer to the river, you might be closer with 7, which is neutral. You're probably going to be around a 7.5 to 8 on the pH scale, which is totally fine. That's really common for this area. And there's really no issue with growing anything as far as that goes. Your biggest thing that we lack in our soils is uh, organic matter. So compost, things like that. Uh, the other testing type of thing you can do is there's a, a lab out in Parma that you can mail some soil to. And they'll give you a really detailed rundown. I think it costs around $30. I don't usually recommend it unless you're really having like some specific issues and we're, we're not really sure. Um, but typically, the pH around the valley tends to run around 7 7.5 to 8 
um, except for a few areas like in CUNA where it can actually get up into nine, even 10. So, uh, but typically that's where we're running and, and, and it's great for like your tomatoes. The peppers don't like it as much, but just about any other plant will do fine with our pH usually as is. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate the good word and, uh, they had a good time and I'm riding away to the hardware store now and I'm going into Boise tomorrow. I'm probably going to have to hit Sam's those now. There you go. Yep. we got plenty of stuff. we got lots of stuff coming in. So thanks a lot for the call, Alex. We appreciate that. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. We've got Keith in Boise. Keith, how's it going? How can I help you today? Well, uh, I've got to put some sod down, strip of about 30 feet by 4 feet. And when is the best time to, to do that? Later in the spring or now or... Yeah, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go with sod, you can absolutely put that down whenever you have the time and when can do it. It's it's fine to do it now. Now, if you do it now, you'll want to have. I would want to have some sort of watering available. A lot of places, you know, like I'm in Nampa, and our irrigation doesn't come on for another couple weeks. So if you're going to put some sod down, I would have at least some sort of plan in place to get some water on it because it is going to want water. Aside from that, getting it out Mm -hmm. when uh, you have water would probably be the next best time once your sprinklers are uh, charged and you can just set the sprinklers to water it. Um, the okay. other, yeah, the only other thing is if you can find sod, I don't know if they've started cutting yet. Um, it's tough to say I haven't seen any, but I haven't, in all honesty, I haven't been looking for sod. So there are some good sod companies around. Um, I want to say Cloverdale, uh, nursery is a good one to go to. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I would look, look for them. They may have some already. And uh, they cut it fresh, so you'll get it, you know, pretty much the day they take it out of the field. Sure. I will call them and see when that happens. All right. Thank you. You got it. Thanks for the call, Keith. Appreciate that. Hey, we got to go to a quick break. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo. Now, are you tired of looking at a yellow lawn and ready to see some green out your window? Well, why not wake your lawn up early with Samzo's Lawn Food? We realize applying Samzo's biologically correct lawn food early won't raise the soil temperature nor the outside temperature. But applying Samzo's Lawn Food now will make sure that the moment the sun comes out and the soil and outdoor temperatures do start to rise, your lawn will start to grow and turn green weeks before your neighbor's does. You see, Dad wanted to invent the world's best lawn food, so he tinkered with the ingredients and tested it over and over until he found the right combination of ingredients that worked well in all types of Treasure Valley soils. Dad called this formula Zamzo's Lawn Food, and it's the same food you can buy right now, one bag at a time, or as part of our annual lawn program. So if you want a healthy green lawn instead of a yellow one, wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. 13 stores to serve you, including CUNA on Main Street across from the park. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are 677-KBOI. All right, we are back. 
Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am flying solo today, and I would love to talk to you. If you have any questions, anything you're uh, wondering about, you're planning some uh, things out in the lawn and garden today, it's a beautiful day. It's a great day to do some work. And uh, if you've got any questions about what you might want to do, give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we're talking about lawn stuff, and I'd love to talk to you. Give us a call there, and let's see. Let's get into a few things. So um, we started our uh, the reminders for folks that are on the lawn program. We send out the reminders for people. Um, if you haven't gotten yours yet, don't worry. We, we send them out in groups. It takes about a month to get through them all. And, uh, but you don't have to wait for the reminder. If you want to get started, you can absolutely go in anytime. And if you're not on the lawn program, you know, you can just come in and get the fertilizer, uh, one bag at a time. That's totally fine. But today would be a fantastic, just an awesome day to fertilize your lawn. And I want to get into that a little bit because what you want to do first, if you haven't done it yet, you definitely want to mow your lawn. If you have not done your lawn mowing this season, mow your lawn first before you put your lawn fertilizer down. You want to do that because it does a couple of things. One, if you put the fertilizer down and then you mow, you just sucked up all the all the fertilizer and you're not getting a lot of it. You're ending up throwing it in the trash, unless you're doing like the mulch thing, and that's totally fine as well. But I don't like to mulch uh, the first time you mow in the year. The reason is you've got over the winter, you've had tons of, you know, the grass grows a little bit, just a little bit. It doesn't grow a lot, uh, but it does grow some. And through the winter, we had that big snow. We've had, you know, it's always just cold and the grass isn't doing much, but it does grow a little bit. And you end up with a lot of dead brown blades uh, of grass sitting up at the top of your lawn. And that first mowing is really important to get as much of that dead stuff out of the lawn as you can. You don't want that stuff sticking around because it has tons of chances to create mold and all sorts of things. So you just want to get that out of there. So your first mowing, it's a good idea to set the mower down a lot lower. And if you mowed low in the fall um, and you just left your mower, as I typically would do, uh, you mowed it low in the fall and you just left it at that height, that's about the same height you want it to be at right now. If you didn't do that, set it down as low as you can without scalping. You don't want to scalp the lawn, but so it, it kind of depends on your lawn. But you know, if you're going to about an inch and a half, two inches, um, that's a good height to start with, but you want to mow it. I prefer to bag it at the beginning of the year because a lot of that stuff is just dead material and you just want to get it out of there and do that first, really get a good mow on it. And what I will typically do is I'll mow it one time, you know, and I'm bagging it and then I'll go over it one more time. I'll raise the mower up one or two notches and go over it just one more time just to kind of clean up anything that's left over. You might have some leaves. You might have a little bit of stuff that didn't quite make it into the bag, but you want to get all that stuff out of there. And so go over it an extra time if you can uh, or if you want to. And that will get the lawn in a really good place. And what that's going to do is it just kind of opens up that grass. It opens it up so that the new stuff that's going to come in isn't competing with all that dead stuff. It doesn't have to grow through dead blades. It's opened up to the air and it's going to grow up and it's going to look really nice. Then once you've done your mowing, go ahead and put your lawn food down. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, if it has to be watered in. And with uh, Zamzo's lawn food, you do not have to water it in. It's naturally based. So it's not going to burn the lawn. It's slow releasing. It's going to take time for it to work down into the soil. So it's never overloading the lawn with a bunch of nitrogen right away. If you're to use something like 
you know, a high nitrogen chemical based fertilizer, it's going into the grass right away immediately. And that can uh, cause issues. You'd want to wait until you have water to apply something like that, because it's got to have that water to wash in and move out. And it doesn't stick around with the lawn food. Once it breaks down, it's actually staying in the soil and it's going to be there. So it doesn't matter if it takes a little bit longer. It takes it a little bit longer anyway. And so you've got your uh, we've got frost in the morning. You've got, you know, we might have some rain on the horizon. You never know. That'll be plenty of water to start breaking it down and getting it into the soil. The only time I recommend you maybe want to wait till you have water is if you have a dog. Because dogs, because it's natural based, sometimes your dogs will smell it and it smells like feed because it is feed. And they might want to eat it. So you don't really want them to eat it. If they do, it's going to be okay. But you might have an upset stomach, which means cleanup that you didn't really expect in the house. And uh, we don't want to have any kind of accidents like that. So Watch the dogs if you have that. Maybe wait a little bit. Uh, a little bit. And we've got plenty of time. There's no reason you have to put it down now. If you really want that grass to green up as soon as you can, then you might want to go ahead and get it down. But like I said, just watch the dogs because they, they'd like to eat it. It is a feed. It was actually a registered cattle feed at one point, which is kind of weird to say. I don't think there's any fertilizer out there that could say it was actually registered as a cattle feed. So that's pretty awesome. And now today's just an awesome day to do it. It's so nice out there. You can apply that and it's going to be just great. It's going to start working. You're going to get the grass greened up and it's going to get going. So if you have any questions, anything you'd like to ask about today, go ahead and give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KABOI. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am flying solo. We've got a lot of stuff planned over the next few weeks, and I want to just remind everybody that after this, uh, I am doing a lawn care class uh, on Facebook Live with my coworkers, Corey McClymans and Matt Mastin of the uh, Federal Way Store. Chris couldn't make it this week, uh, so we got Matt coming in as our ringer. And he's a fun guy. If you haven't heard him on the show, he always has lots of puns. So I'm sure he's going to say something that's just kind of weird and off the wall. Um, and it'll be a great time. So I'm lo- really looking forward to doing that. It's going to be at one o'clock. So you can find us on Facebook and check that out once we get going. And uh, again, just one one more time with that phone number. If you have any questions, love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. I keep noticing I say give give us a call, and I'm the only one here. Well, I'm here with Tara, but <laughs> sorry, Tara. <laughs> Don't mean to exclude you. <laughs> uh, all right, so a couple other things you might want to start doing in the lawn. Uh, today, if you have had issues with crabgrass in the past, uh, today would be a, a good day to apply your crabgrass preventer as well. Crabgrass is an annual grass that comes back from seed every year. And that's one of the things you want to remember about crabgrass. Sometimes there are weedy grasses in the lawn, and a lot of times they'll be called crabgrass when, in fact, they are some other grass. Quackgrass is a very common one. Goosegrass is another really common one. Uh, Goosegrass is another annual, but it comes up much later. Quackgrass comes out is, is a perennial, so it's always there. So if you're seeing a grass uh, in the lawn that's a weedy grass, it is going to be more likely quackgrass, and that crabgrass preventer is not going to do anything for you. Crabgrass is going to come on in a bit. Uh, and a bit later, you usually start to see it around June, but it's germinating 
as the temperatures start to warm up here in March. So you definitely want to get the crabgrass preventer down now. And when you apply your crabgrass preventer, make sure you apply it and get it into the edges of the lawn because that's one of the places they like to see, it likes to sneak up on you and you don't always see it right away. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the entire edge of your lawn is filled with this gross-looking crabgrass, and you'll also see a lot of spurge in those areas. And the crabgrass preventer prevents that as well. So you definitely want to get that down uh, today as well. If you're getting out there and doing some stuff in the lawn, pick up your lawn food, pick up a bag of crabgrass preventer and apply both of those today and you'll be off and running. Let's see. We got Joe in Eagle. Joe, how's it going? How can I help you today? Yes, I was wondering, um, I live in the Eagle area, the Western portion, uh, and, uh, we have problems with, uh, weeds growing and grass growing underneath the trees. Yeah. Uh, and I was wondering, is there any weed killer that will not kill the trees or the bushes when, when sprayed? There, yes, there are, actually. We do have a, uh, a weed uh, control product. I believe it's called Grass Beater. Um, there might be a few other names for it, but Grass Beater is a weed killer, uh, a, is a, a weed control that only kills grasses. Um, it sometimes it's called Over the Top. Um, because you can actually spray it over the top of shrubs and other plants, but it will only kill grasses. So that'd be a great option for you. The only thing with that one is that it is very temperature specific. So it's not going to work right now. Uh, It's going to be just too cold for it to really do anything. Um, You know, if you were to apply it, it might, you know, kill it back a little bit. Um, but you really want to wait till it kind of warms up once we're probably getting, you know, consistently up into the sixties, uh, seventies before it's really going to be effective for you. But that's a great way to go because like I said, it doesn't kill anything but grass. So it won't affect your trees at all. How about the weeds, um, like, uh, crabgrass or dandelions that might grow underneath the trees that, um, yeah, sure. So crabgrass, um, as I was just I was just mentioning, you can actually apply crabgrass preventer right now, and that will stop crabgrass because it comes up from seed every year. So you'll be able to stop the crabgrass right now with that preventer. Um, when it comes to dandelions and things, um, typically if you're using like something like our Ultra or any of your sprays for that, uh, you're not going to be able to apply enough to actually affect trees. When it comes to shrubs, you could absolutely damage them. Uh, but you definitely you want to be careful with those. We do have another product you can spread if you're looking for a granular you can spread. It's called Weed Beater. I think it's called Weed Beater Complete. And that's a granular application that you can apply right now. And it will kill your dandelions and, and some of your other uh, broadleaf weeds. And, and that one can be very effective for you. And that would be only as um, a preventative and not actually kill the, the actual weed so what? So the crabgrass preventer is just a preventer. The weed beater complete is is more of a uh, a post what you would call a post emergent. So you would apply it as you start to see dandelions. That's when you would start to apply your weed beater complete, and it and it will work as a post emergent, and it will actually stop. Um, it's kind of like a post and pre emergent. It kind of does both things for your dandelions. Okay, and would that also um 
uh, kill other weeds that may grow underneath a, let's say, a spruce tree or a regular tree? Yeah, it will. As long as they're not super, like, if they're established, you want to get it on as early as you can because they're going to kill them when they're a lot lower, you know, much younger. Once they get bigger, then you kind of got to start getting into some of the sprays. So you got to be a little bit careful with that. But it will kill a handful of other weeds as well. You know, pretty much all the common ones you're going to see around here. And there's no other, there's no spray that you can use later on in the season that won't kill a tree or a bush if the weeds uh, overpower. You know, you you would really have to try to kill large established trees with just a spray. We've got our Ultra, works fantastic. I've used it around trees um, and even, you know, close to some shrubs. The main thing is you've got to make sure that when you spray the weed, you don't get any of that liquid on the other desirable plants. It won't kill anything as long as you keep that liquid off of it. So if you have to do something to like kind of guard against any drift, uh, you can do some things like that. You just want to be careful around it. But if it's a large established tree, uh, you're not going to kill it, but you may see a little bit of damage to it if you were to get some of it to drift on there. But that's really what you're looking at. So it won't kill, uh, it won't hurt the roots if you spray directly on the weeds that are underneath the tree. No, not at correct? all. Not at all. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. We got Paul and Ken on the line. Gentlemen, please stay there. I will get to you as soon as I get back here in the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Tally Zamzo. And did you wake up crabby this morning or is he still in bed? Just kidding. But what's just as bad is having your lawn wake up with crabgrass, which then makes you crabby. So before that happens, stop by your nearest Zamzo's and pick up some Zamzo's Defense Crabgrass Preventer, especially if your lawn had crabgrass last year. Crabgrass is easily preventable, but the window to apply a pre-emergent is only open for a short time. So come get your crabgrass preventer now. And while you're at Zamzo's, ask about Defense Disease Control to prevent and control lawn fungus and our Duration Grub Control and Zamzo's Chinch Bug Control. Remember, preventing lawn problems is easier and less expensive than curing them and will make you and your lawn a lot less crabby. When the forsythia bush starts to bloom is the time to apply Crabgrass Preventer. So come pick up yours now and be ready with help from us at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Overland just east of Eagle Road. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. We've got some calls stacked up, so let's get right to them. Paul in Boise. Paul, how's it going? How can I help you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Cool. Okay. Well, you know, the snow, the snow came in, melted on the grass, and now the grass is all brown and packed down. Yeah. How do you mow that? As low as you can. Uh, you know, you might have to do it even twice. You know, start a little bit, uh, a little bit higher. Uh, mow it one time, then step it down another notch. Mow it again, and uh, even maybe one more time. You might want to have to mow it a, a third time. But yeah, you, you, you know, the other thing, the other thing you could do would be to take a rake and try to, you know, kind of rake it back up. But that's that's a lot of work. I wouldn't do that personally. Um, I hire a kid. Yeah, hire a kid. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely, you can do that. But yeah, I think you know the easiest thing to do would be to just start mowing it, mow it, mow it a little shorter, 
and then maybe even once or twice to kind of step it down a little bit uh, because you're going to probably get a fair amount of material as you go over it uh, even just once. Uh, so you'll have to empty the bag. This is what I noticed mowing my lawn last night. Uh, stepped it down pretty good, and uh, you know that bag filled up fast. So you want to get that stuff out of there. Did you have any snowpack? No. Uh, well, I did, yeah. But uh, I, I, I didn't have quite as much. Um, is probably some other folks, but um, I did have I did have a little bit, and I also really mowed my lawn really short in the fall, so that's uh, I didn't have so did quite I. as an issue. So did I. Yeah. So it sounds like it just kind of grew up enough and uh, got packed down. But yeah, I think that's really kind of all you, you, you can do with it, really. All right. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for the call. We've got Ken in Meridian. Ken, how's it going? How can we help you today? Well, um, I was wondering, what is there anything that you can do as far as dethatching? I, I've seen blades that have the little uh, spring wire yeah. down. Um, uh, yeah, so I, um, I've i seen those two. I've never used them. I know people that have. I, I've never really – I don't know how effective they are. Personally, if I were going to thatch, and I actually did thatch my lawn a couple years ago – um, I just went to one of the rental places and I rented a power rake um, or a dethatcher. They go by a couple of different names, um, but something like that will uh, do a, a much easier job. And it's you don't have to mess around with changing out blades. Um, so I mean that's what I would do. But if you want to do the 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 uh, the thatching blade, um, you know I, I don't have a lot of personal experience with them. Um, but you know, thatching is really something you should only have to do once, uh, in a great while. You shouldn't have to do it all the time. So for me, like just renting the machine and going over it, because the thing is, once you start thatching it, it, you pull up a lot of stuff. You really want to go over the lawn multiple times. The other thing to remember, once you do it, if you're applying Humagreen a couple times a year, or lawn food, using some thrive on the lawn, even it will actually eat up your thatch and you won't have to deal with it really ever again. So uh, that's that's the direction I would go personally. Just just work not 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 use a a machine, but just. Uh... Well, the power yeah the power rake is a machine. You just got to rent it. You you'll have to rent it from like you know Tate's or something. Tate's or yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Well, we've been there fourteen almost fifteen years and have never done anything. Before. Yeah, it's probably time you would do it. And then the other thing I would do too, once you get it done, put some new seed down. It'll come in real nice. It'll look fantastic. Best it's ever looked. Good. All right. Well, thank thanks. You very much. Thanks for the call, Ken. Appreciate it. We let's see. Let's try to get Dale in. We got just a little bit of time left. Dale, how's it going? How can I help you? Well, we had uh, a row of uh, juniper type shrubs that we had planted about forty years ago, and we took them out because there were some problems with some of them dying. Yeah. And they were grown together and everything. So. My question is, is that we cut them off at below ground level, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm worried about them suckering or something like that. Is there something we need to do with those stumps before? We, what we're planning to do is put on a weed barrier and some gravel over the top. Yeah, the arborvita or uh, junipers are not going to be super prone to suckering. You shouldn't have to deal with it very much. We do have a really good, um, it's called Stump and Vine Killer. Um, that's what I would use. If you get a new sprout, you just cut it off, put a little dab of that, that, that stuff on it, and it kills them really fast. 
and it works very well. I would recommend going with that route. It's just called Stump and Vine Killer. comes in a small little bottle. Works fantastic. I am out of time, Dale. Sorry about that. Uh, Doug and Jim, I'll try to get your calls real quick. I do have to scoot pretty quick here, so we'll try to do that. Uh, and we're just about out of time here. So remember, I got the lawn class coming up at 1 on Facebook, and I'd love to see you there. And uh, that's about it. We'll talk to you again next week, everybody, here on the Zamzo's Garden Show, KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and a lot of people don't realize that in addition to lawn, garden, feed, and pets, Zamzo's now carries a variety of outdoor living items, including fire pits. If you're like me, you love to camp, but it's too cold to go camping right now. That's where Zamzo's new solo stoves come in. It's like having a roaring self-contained campfire on your deck or patio anytime you want. The solo stove bonfire from Zamzo's is the high-tech bad boy wood burner that everybody needs. Customers rave about how much heat this little unit puts out while generating little, if any, smoke. And what's more, it's portable and weighs just 20 pounds. Remember, all Zamzo's stores carry fire pits, but our selection of solo stoves varies from store to store because, to coin a phrase, this is a hot item. So to stop by any Zamzo's and check out our selection of fire pits and other outdoor living products. And escape to the great outdoors in your own backyard. Nobody knows.